Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, uh, recording here from the BSC Content Studio. Yeah, thanks for the shout out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gotta pay the bills, gotta pay the bills. Um, Isaac, welcome back, mate. Thanks for having me on, good to do it live. Mate, fantastic to do it live, I'm, uh, I'm a bit done with Zoom, just quietly. Yeah, it gets old after a while, eh? No yeah. energy. Mate, speaking of energy, um, these four walls buzzing the last week, oh, I imagine the last few weeks for you, but uh, cheese signing... Unreal. Yeah, um, something that, um, like, it just came out of nowhere, to be honest. I saw Barstool Sports do it with Dave Portnoy when I seen Pat, Patty the Batty. And, like, we sort of tossed it up a while ago, me and Lukey, and then I was just like, oh, I'm quite erratic with some things. Like, when I want something, I'll just go after it straight away. And I knew Cheese had got um, sacked from his Adidas still. So I just messaged Cheese. I was like, hey, bro, like, um, would you be interested with signing with us? And he just goes, oh, yeah. Like, it was just kind of like a, yeah. And all right, all right, give me 24 hours. I'll put a deal to you and um, you can take it or leave it. And we'll just leave it at that. So I come in the next morning. Um, I was on my whiteboard, which I normally do. And I just I just read out this random fucking, um, just random, like, deal. on, And then I, I screenshot it and sent it to him. I was like, oh, would you be keen on this? And he goes, Oh yeah, fucking oath. So, just started started from there. To be honest, take me back to the start of that. Uh, for those that aren't in the realm or you know keeping an eye on it, the barstool method, how they go about things. Explain that to us. Uh, so barstool sports are just a media company that we loosely base ourselves off. They're led by a guy named Dave Portnoy, who's an out there character. Um, he's got had six videos out and stuff. So they started as a newspaper, but a bidding newspaper, and it just kind of grew. They sold for about five hundred million last year, and their philosophy is very similar to us. Like we're not big on stats and score lines. They, they want to own Monday to Friday and that sort of style. So um, we just and they're very like character based. So some of their big characters are like Big Cat, and sort of when we brought Scope on, or sort of that sort of realm as well. So it's like. We're ourselves, but we do content in our own way and it's tailored towards the internet, tailored towards the younger generation. And we kind of just, like, we don't have to answer to anyone besides, like, the universal laws and the laws of, of the country. Um, we don't have a board of directors that we have to go to. We don't have to have a Fox Sports guy that we have to get clearance through. We don't really have to be PC, although I'd like to be, but, um, like, we're in a bit of drama sometimes.
times and it's a part of our identity, very much like basketball sports. I don't want to be like manufacturing drama for no fucking reason because it's stressful. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a, we are who we are. I guess when I hear you talk about that, if I had to, you know, line that up to one NRL player, fuck, you've nailed it, haven't you? And like as far as cheese goes, where sport means culture, meets partying, meets crypto, you name it, cheese sort of, he's the middle of that universe for me at the moment. Yeah, 100%. And like he was the first guy I thought of. Obviously, we do a lot of stuff with uh, Munster, Prez, but he's, he's going into... Um, I think he's going to be chill for the next little year, so he may be jump on content, but um, he's trying to sort some things out in his life, which is great, and, and we're pumped for him as friends. Um, but yeah, Cheese was like the perfect alignment. Like, yeah, like you said, like you, you know, you draw that graph and it's like circles, they all match up, it's Cheese for us. So, And I was looking around, I was looking around the NRL, and there's probably, respectfully to all the boys, there's probably not too many other guys that I'll chase like straight away. Um, looking around, but... Even, like, say, Tommy Turbo is the best player in the comp. Nathan Cleary. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they're just, like, as great as players they are and they're marketable in their own right, like, I can see fucking Nathan Cleary doing, like, a Rolex ad or something like that or Mercedes or um, very clean cut. I know he's in a little bit of trouble now, sticking out for his friend, but he's sort of that way where Tommy's, like, probably a little bit too low-key for us. He doesn't really like to be in content too much. Um, even guys like James Tedesco, they're, they're low-key guys. We want sort of out there characters and Jesus right up there. Yeah, and I mean, I guess if you had to if you had to write out a list of the best players in the competition, there would be a handful on top of cheese, arguably. Oh, yeah, of course. But just as far as what you're looking for, like oh, I thought the other day when you had him on, when you and Jacko did your podcast and then he came on for five minutes, he jumped out of a fucking plane. He didn't realise you were talking to him. It was just <laughs> the most cheese five minutes of all time that just sums up the sort of dude he is. And when I look at him, I'm just like, like when I, because we watch a lot of content and uh, we'll pay attention to a content in a lot of places. But when he talks, like I'm listening, you know what I mean? He, like, what's he going to say? Or is he getting a massage on his shoulders and rolling his eyes? Or And the th- other side of it, like when you watch him play, you'll never question his effort. Like, no matter what he's doing off the field, he's going to rock up and have a fucking red-hot crack every single time. And he's he's one of the elite players in, in his position. So, just it's just a perfect matchup. Cheese gets caught, uh, you know, in that video. Um, I thought the Hello Sports boys, they summarised it best. <laughs> they said that uh, Cheese was caught with some homo. He was just cleaning his T-shirts. Yeah. I thought that was fucking unreal. But as soon as that happens... What starts ticking over in your mind? What's the like from the moment you saw that he was in a bit of curry there? What happens next for you? Um, it's just well, we've kind of been there before. Like obviously with Chico and Normie, no no strangers to adversity. Um, we have a bit of adversity in and around our office, and we sort of document it. So I'm kind of I'm not tell- like I'm just like, oh, this is what's going to happen. First thing I do is check on them, see if they're okay. You sort of learn about your friends during adversity, like who's actually with you. Um, he's ridden the highs of highs, and that was probably his lowest moment in his career. So we just go, hey, bro, like reach out if you need me. Um, in terms of that, like in the context of the whole wide world, is it like, is he hurting anyone? Probably not. But I generally, and I said this on my last podcast, I think adversity builds better men. And um, we'll sort of roll into it, do a few different things. But me and him have been talking about projects for probably about the last year, about things that he wants to do back in New Zealand and stuff like that. Um, I think I can help facilitate some of those things as well. So obviously you know him as a person, you know he's a great guy and um, they're caught partying and, and they've sort of owned up and, and copped a, a lashing for it as well. But it's like, fuck, do we really have to keep beating them down? Do we really have to go, all right, you fucked up, let's, let's kick your way down because I'm not happy about my life, so you shouldn't be happy about yours and you're in this position where blah, blah, blah. So I've seen it so many times. It'll always be around here in Australia. Um, and one of our things with YKTR Sports early was like, uh, it'd be cool if we can break down the walls where 
we can knock down tall poppy syndrome by 2% or 5%, that'll be a win for me. So um, just try and build him back up and show him, show him we've got a friend and we'll support him as a business. I thought when Cameron Munster and him came out and did that statement, there was a moment where Munster said, you know, apologies to the Melbourne boys, you've built the well and we've shit in it. Mm. Cheese just couldn't keep a straight face. Yeah. And I just, I just absolutely love that he's one of us. Yeah, he, yeah. Like as serious as he needs to be in that moment, it's the Melbourne storm. It's the best system in the world. It's straighty 180. It just couldn't keep a straight face for that. And well, I love that. Well, off the back of him, Pro, Pappy and Munster, they're probably the most likable that Melbourne have ever been. Like no one used to ever like Melbourne because they were so good and cheating the kids' salary cap and shit like that. They're really a likable team now and they're successful, so it makes them even more appealing. Even Bellamy looks like a great bloke now because the boys are seeing the other side. Addo Carr's been a big part of that. But yeah, if you look at, if you really pay attention to Australia, like we just knock about to love to have a beer and watch a bit of football. And I know everything's going towards PC and you can't say shit anymore and there's cancel culture and then we're throwing to the top of that. We've got tall poppy syndrome as well. We're trying to mould these guys to be into something that they're not. Where I look at something like the UFC, and they've got characters, and characters are allowed to be themselves. And I feel like um, NRL should tailor towards that. And and but he's going to do some great things off the field as well. So let him be himself. Because if everyone was like Cameron Smith, as great as he is, the goat. But like you get bored after a while. You need characters. And you look at another sport like rugby union here in Australia, not New Zealand. Um, like this got no really big characters. I don't know any of them. I don't yeah. quite. Quaid and Kirtley, and that's it. Yeah. So they've got no that's, characters within their sports yeah. where Cheese is in the top 10 players, but everyone seems to know. Like we said on our podcast where you say Cheese and you're not thinking of a dairy product anymore. You're thinking of Hectic Cheese, Brendan Smith. So um, he's transcending culture here and uh, we're going to try and facilitate that and, and build a brand off it as well. So I think that a Melbourne Storm hooker with the last name Smith is an icon within 18 months and it's mm. not Cameron. It's unbelievable when you think... Like, I, I imagine from your... You point as well. Imagine if five years ago I would have said, hey, you're going to sign the Melbourne Storm hooker Smith as your first ambassador. Mm. That would have been fucking mind-blowing. Funny story. So we're in a group chat with a few of the All Blacks boys and Aaron yep. Smith's a big part of that. And um, he hit up the boys because there's about five or six Melbourne boys. He goes, hey, do you reckon Craig Bellamy will let me come do a preseason with you? I'm not trying to play football. I just want to have, like, come mm. into a really cool environment and learn. And Jesus, like, fuck another Smith at nine. That's the last, <laughs> thing, that's the last thing we need. First thing straight off the bat. So... Uh, yeah, he's just that. It's just who he is, man. He's just cruisy as fuck, and obviously he plays football. That helps, and playing good football, you can sort of get away off that stuff a bit more. Mm. With Brandon Smith moving forward now, I don't know if expectations is the right word, or what's your hopes, or I don't know how to word it. But is it if he's receiving his thousand dollars from KFC on Friday night for MOM, is he wearing a YKTR no. hat? Is it, is it that sort of an approach, or no? I find sort of brand deals like that kind of annoying like mm. I know I talk to a lot of football players and a lot of them aren't allowed to post so it's not going to be like an exclusive like if we're doing the right things by us if we're making really cool clothes and really cool content that he wants to fuck with and he's in content wearing it that that's cool but it's not going to be like hey you have to be wearing fucking a YKTR t-shirt and every time some Joey asks you a question you have to say you know the rules like I don't know that'd be a good idea though I just thought of that then <laughs> um, but yeah I don't know like he's just going to be he's just it's not going to always be around cheese and um, he's just going to be a part of the team. So he's going to jump on content. We might just do a podcast with him once a week. Um, we might go behind the scenes and, and film like a day in the life with cheese, stuff like that. But it rolls into also commerce as well. So um, there might be cheese NFTs or cheese t-shirts off the back of that as well. And like I said earlier, he's got some ideas that he wants to roll into New Zealand and build out. And we'll, I think 
I think I'm a smart enough guy to try to help facilitate that in this business realm. So um, yeah, it's just trying to marry everything up perfectly. But there's no there's he can he can rock another brand. I don't give a fuck. Uh, it's not ex- all exclusive. You have to be rocking yeah. YKTR all the time. We, we mentioned before that you know so many avenues cheeses in the smack in the middle. I imagine also him being a Kiwi. That must have been special for you. Yeah. Alps, we were talking about that before. Um, we've got a girl who's going to rent out a desk from us next year. Who's in, She's a Kiwi as well. So yeah. I think I gravitate towards Kiwis just because I am Kiwi. But yeah, oh, no, actually another side of that is we actually do want to grow in Melbourne and New Zealand over mm. the next 12 months as well. And he sort of covers both bases for that as well. So in theory, if we want to do, use him for a marketing campaign that we're going to start tailoring in Auckland, he'd be the guy. Like, you know what I mean? So there, there was a bit of strategy behind that as well. And, I, and when I told him that, I, like, I, I told him straight up front, like, we, we got a pretty good relationship. We talk every day or every couple of days, um, just about, more so about crypto and, and deals and stuff like that. So it's pretty fun. Um, but I said, like, but we're probably going to use your brand to help facilitate us to grow into New Zealand. But in saying that, like, we're mates of, like, most of the All Blacks now. So there's no, there's no bigger influencer in New Zealand than, than an All Black. You, you mentioned there the crypto side of things. My understanding is that, Yourself and Cheese formed a relationship over cards. Sports cards. Sports yeah. cards originally. Um, and then you sort of both broke off a little bit. Um, how was that taken down in Melbourne? I know that obviously Pappy, Husey, those sort of guys down in Melbourne, big on their sports cards with four-point collectibles. Yeah. Um, so like out of that crew, I started that. So mm. it was me and Aaron Smith. And he goes, oh, why don't you just get a few of the NRL boys and um, we'll get a group chat going together about cards. So um, I got into it first and all those boys come in. But that they like all those Melbourne boys. Once you're into something, fuck, it's all on. Yeah, they're all in. So like, I taught them like the basics of it, and then after that, like Kenny Bromwich is a really smart guy. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen, he's like he's so smart that he will he went to, he just doesn't buy a card for the sake of buying it. He won't FOMO into something. He'll put it into an Excel spreadsheet and do the numbers and stuff on it off the back as well. Yeah. yeah. So that's what that's the Crazy. type of person that Pappy is. And then obviously, like, I got a bit of a following. I started talking about sports cards and I was pumping up pull-up cards, which is TJ Perinaro's one and four-point collectibles. And um, I was we, we helped these guys called Blunt Collection early on as well. We ended up having run-ins with them a little bit later. But I remember like I doubled or tripled their revenue in a weekend just by giving them a shout-out. So I was like, oh, instead of doing that, I'm going to do that for these boys. So I was talking about sports cards and I was into it. And then, like I said, I'm pretty erratic. Like once I pivot, I pivot. So I started selling all my sports cars and buying crypto and, and I was on a um, podcast talking about it and Pappy called me out on it. He goes, oh, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like had this massive Dogging the boys. Yeah, yeah. He, he felt like I was dogging the boys, but I was like, nah, I'm just being authentic with what I'm actually doing in yeah. life. Like it wasn't an issue when I was like driving traffic, but all, all of a sudden like I'm, I'm moving into crypto. So a couple of us moved over to crypto and we started like a separate gang. And I was trying to explain like Decentraland, I was trying to explain it to these boys um, in our car gang earlier. And like none of them could quite get it. And I was like, boy, just trust me, come this way, come this way. There was about four of us that sort of broke off, me, TJ, Kenny Bromwich, Munster for a little bit, he's here and there, and Brandon Smith, and um, Josh Dugan's in there as well. So we just started breaking off and just started like chipping in, and then same thing, like the Melbourne boys just take off. Like once you're into something, they'll study it. Kenny Bromwich is a fucking sniper. Like once you learn something, you learn something. He dives right in, he'll trade. So he's going well. TJ's like fucking killing it. Um, Cheese is going well. Dugan's, Munster's a little bit low-key, but... Those boys that got in early, they're flying now. When I mean flying, they're like flying. So it's pretty crazy. It's an exciting, oh, I guess if you would call it a new field. Uh, for a lot of people, it's it's new. And especially, I think it, uh, this deal opened it up to a lot of people. I know in America, uh, a lot of deals and whatnot are including a crypto side to it. 
explain like to people that have got no idea essentially what that is mm. like many people will especially my listeners that that aren't following you as far as giving him a deal in crypto what does that mean so um we've given him uh we i gave him the option i wish i gave him more options of, of anything that he could he could buy in so there's a bunch of different coins so what we paid him in is ethereum so if i go to ethereum is you can build on top of it so think of the internet so how would you explain the internet Porn, that's um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's the internet, something that sort of floats about in, in, yeah. in the air, and you can build businesses on top of it. So social media is built on top of it. E-commerce is built on top of it. Yeah. Shopify is still. So that's what the Ethereum sort of blockchain similar to. Yep. So what happens is you can build businesses on top of the Ethereum. So if there was a coin called the internet coin back in the day, would you have bought, bought it knowing how big it was going to be? Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. kind of what like Ethereum is. So we gave him, we paid him in Ethereum. So if I gave him like money, like fiat, like Australian dollars, if you put that into a bank or he, obviously he could invest it in himself, but over the course of the last two weeks since the deal signed, I think Ethereum's gone up by like eight or 9%. So it can always fluctuate. So if Ethereum doubles or triples over this next 12 months, his initial sign-on bonus could 3X. Yeah, right. So if I gave him, say, $1,000 Australian sign-on, that's what's that doing in a year? I'll tell you what, fucking nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, Getting thrown into a poker machine. But I will give him a thousand to say for random numbers with a thousand in Ethereum. If it triples, if it goes ten x, that could be a lot of money. So that that was one of the main reasons why we bought into Ethereum. But the funny thing is, I've I've gone the top ten tokens over the last um, last year, and I've yeah. tracked them on how much was his sign on bonuses. So in a year, I'll be able to track on how much. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, I'll give you some fucking numbers that are crazy. And give me a second. Yeah. So I seen this post last night. Um, so a year ago, if you had a thousand dollars and you put it into Shiba Inu, which is a fucking um, meme coin, like yep. it's got no value behind it, you would have seven hundred and forty million dollars. So um, Ethereum, if we gave him a thousand dollars, he would have had like um, nine thousand seven hundred and ninety-eight dollars. Bitcoin would have gone up three x. So Ethereum would have nine x. So in theory, if we paid him ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars for a sign-on, that could go to ten x. So that'd be ninety k. Ninety k. Yeah. Right. So if you start looking at it like Solana, which is a really big one at the moment, or Polygon, if I'd gave him $1,000 last year and signed him on for that, he'd have 119 k So that's, this is why this is super yeah. interesting. Look at that, bro. Shiba Inu. That if he access Infinity, which is a gaming token, which is everyone is excited about, $1,000 this time last year, he'd have a million dollars in his bank account. And the thing that stands out for me there, the, one that I, the only one that I've heard about, Ethereum because of you, but Bitcoin, I expected that to be... Nah, so right. bit, so Bitcoin, like, there's no Bitcoin's like a store value, like gold. Like, yeah, tell me about gold. Like, you, we could yeah. talk about it for a bit, and then a week later, I'd be like, tell me about gold again. And you're kind of saying the same thing. So yeah, okay. It's, yep. it's a store value. So in the crypto universe, everyone knows like this is the big dog. This like doesn't really change. It drives. It goes up and down. Um, this is what it's valued at. But Bitcoin, if you had a thousand dollars in 2013, it would have gone crazy. Yeah, you're flying. Yeah. So this is this is like the different stuff. So I've started tracking all these, and I'll see what it rolls into next year as well. And some of these coins have no like a like a um, Doge coin. It's got no value to it. It's just a meme. coin. So yeah, right. You know what okay. I mean? So and then you throw a zero on the end of these, it starts to get pretty interesting. So uh, as far as this sort of stuff goes, do you see this eventually guys asking to be part of their contracts in the NRL? Um, yes and no, because in theory they could buy, like they, they might front load their contracts because mm. they might see a coin coming. It could yeah, easily okay. So the value in crypto is it goes up or down over time. Uh, but in saying that, I, I'd be surprised. I'd, no, I'm actually not surprised. 
every NRL should be buying crypto right now. Every person should be buying crypto right now, in my opinion. So, um, and they're going to miss out if they don't. Uh, another three letters that I've only learned about essentially off the back of you, NFTs. Mm. Uh, when you say you're going to create an NFT for Brandon Smith, what does that mean? Um, so there's different ways you can do it. And I've talked about this before. So NFT could be an access token or a community token. So say we launch a thousand um, Brandon Smith ones. And then um, what happens is you mint them, which basically means you put them onto the blockchain. So you verify your ownership of them. Yep. So you've got a, you've got three um, cheese ones. And then on the same day, they all sort of flip over. And you can either get something. So that has utility behind each token. So one of them it might be you only get a t-shirt. Yep. Um, but the other one might be you might get a game day experience where we fly you down to um, Melbourne and you're at the Anzac game. And you get to go in and, and meet the yeah, right. boys. So those are the different access to tokens. But everything will be NFT soon. So say 2015 and NFTs are around and we go watch the grand final with um, Jonathan Thurston and he hits the game winner. That, instead of you having a ticket and tucking it behind your wallet, that sits as a digital asset. And then say he hits it and they start winning. When you look at that digital asset, it just goes, there's like fireworks yeah. over the top of it. And you're like, oh, I was there. And you're old enough to understand this. You know when you're a little bit younger and you got a passport and you flick through your passport and you're like, oh, this is where yeah. I've been. It's kind of like a badge of honor. Oh, look, I was in Thailand and then I was in Bali. It's just going to be like that. So what's going to happen is everyone's digital wallets. Like you could look at my digital wallet. I could look at yours. And it's just social proof. It's like, oh fuck, he's in the know. He's he's cool right now. Like he was at that game. He was he was at um, the 2015 when JT hit it. And then you've got tokens for that as well. So eventually, everything's going to be an NFT. Um, you can launch launch foundations off the back of that as well. Um, music ones are really interesting. But we got we got the CBA coming out for NRL players, and I think they should really start to push hard for to get their IP back. Because once they launch NFTs, this is the way I'd be doing it if I was the NRL. I'd let players get their IP back, launch NFTs, and then if I'm the NRL, I'd be clipping a ticket, so it's say ten or fifteen yep. percent. And what that does, it, it encourages people to build their own brand outside of the game. And when you care about your own brand, you don't go off and do fucking shit. Yeah, it puts things, the emphasis back on you. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And then the other side of that is like if you become, if you buy the cheese NFT, then you become a part of his community. You might move into a private group with him and he might just give, all right, guys, I've got some, instead of giving Instagram shout outs, it kind of becomes like an OnlyFans of just cheese where, yeah, right. oh, hey, guys, I've just got some training gear. Does anyone want it? Oh, hey, guys, I've just got some spare tickets, but you're part of my community. So, um, and I know that you're a cheese head, just for example, and you build it out like that. And each token might be something different. There might be, he might give his moldy jersey away to people that are part of his community. So it's, it's pretty exciting. It gives, you know, we always say player to fan, fan to player. Yep. This is the next evolution of it. But instead of relying on the clubs to do promos and you get to go, go meet him at Westfield and sign a fucking jersey, he's going to start be doing his own things. Oh, hey guys, I'm just going to go for a run. Is anyone part of my community want to come for a run with me? Imagine being that. And you, oh yeah, fuck, I want to go for a run with cheese. That's that's access, and that's what community, and that's what NFTs can do. It's game changer, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's huge. It's yeah, huge. It has changed the game. When I also look at cheese, the other thing I think is that, and I imagine you would have thought about this too. He's a full calendar from the All Stars game to just Melbourne regular season. There'll be an Anzac test. He will feature in. There will be final series. He will always feature in. There he's, will be. He's coming up to hundred games coming up as well. He's the first guy to kick a twenty forty, so we could all turn that into um, NFT. So everything yeah. could be an NFT. Um, so like Gary V gives an example for musicians so say you wanted to launch a podcast and you want to get your own studio you could launch an NFT 
you've got a thousand fans that want to follow you, so you, you're going to launch an NFT for a hundred dollars, and they all buy into that studio. And then what you can do off the back of that, because they believe in you, you could clip them back a royalty. So you were like, oh, I've just got this new studio, but I'm also going to rent this out. So you guys have helped me out. I want to help you guys out as well. So then say your podcast studio generates 100K in revenue over the year, you're going to give 20% of the royalties back to the people that supported you first. So you keep 80, they keep 20. Pretty exciting. It's wild, eh? Yeah, Yeah, the more you, yeah. Because everything is about access and community at the moment. Like we call them followers on Instagram. Like, you know what I mean? We call them fans in sport. Um, as NFTs, it's just going to break down into the individual and whoever brands the best is going to make the most money and that's just the way it is. And so, and provide the most value. So a, a little bit outside of cheese, but just in the future, in 20 years' time, how common is an NFT going to be to people that Everything's don't gonna, have anything to do with it now? Everything's going to be an NFT yeah. in my opinion. Like all tickets that you buy, they're also just going to be digital assets. You kind of get them anyway. You know when you buy a ticket online, they send you a yeah, text. It's yeah. just going to be classed as an NFT. Just be the social norm. Yeah, right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, back to Brandon Smith. Um, obviously, you signed a massive fish there. Person, when, when I heard you talking about this, I sort of thought, "Who do you think?" Well, I, I said to you, I thought Connor Watson first oh, of all, that's right, yeah. and you said, <laughs> "I said Connor Watson." You said close, and in hindsight, you yeah. obviously meant a hooker yeah. or that sort of football. No, nah, I'm just trying to throw you off. No, well, I straight, <laughs> I straight away sat there and I turned to my missus. I go, "He might have signed KP here. The prick. He, he might have got him." Uh, but mate, I, I, I didn't. Oh, we, KP would be one. Well, he, he I, look, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Other guys, but um, as far as signing Brandon Smith, obviously he's in the Melbourne Storm system. Did you have to have any conversations with anyone at Melbourne, a media manager? Nah, because he does all his media manager stuff outside. So he had to spoke to a guy. He he went through all the right sources straight away. And then he's actually got a social media manager that looks after like his budget deals and stuff like yep. that. So I've got her contact that she facilitates deals, but then I'll just do my stuff on this side as well. So. Is all on his side. So as far as that goes, there's no worry from you if he was to join another NRL club that they could be negative on? Who knows? Yeah, that, that could happen. That could, uh, yeah. But I think the positive impact that we're going to have off the back of by the time he gets there, um, yeah, I think there'll be enough value in it to go for This is actually worth it. Like a lot of a lot of um, clubs want you to go do things outside, mm. obviously within reason as well, yep. you know what I mean? And you just can't use like Brandon Smith, Melbourne Storm as like a marketing because the NRL owns the rights and especially yeah. on game day as well. You can't use it. Like you can't shoot game day footage because the NRL owns the rights to the player on that day or any, or any, um, if they're in training gear or anything like that. Uh, a few things need to change. <laughs> like the they just don't realise that there's, that there's no content that I would rather see. Yeah, 100%. Than that. Yeah, because like we, we done it with so Normie. Backwards. We done it with Normie. Yeah. So we done a um, last day of his preseason at Dunhills. Yeah. One of our highest converting things. Like BA just let me roll through with a camera and just fucking film everything. And the boys are fucking swearing. And I'm beeping it out. And it's fucking elite. And like, it was a rough edit too, but it, people still loved it. And then we filmed Normie on game day one time. We played the West Tigers and got a droppy. And like we filmed his brekkie mm. and rocked up and then he ended up in the droppy to win the game. So fucking mad content. Um, they should open that up for sure. Well, um, I mean, as much as him... You know, hitting the wheel of winning field goals, unreal. 
I mean, if he if he misses the goal to win that game, if it's better. just as interesting. Yeah, if not better, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's more what you want to see. It's like like for me personally, I thought that that West Tigers documentary. Mm. Everyone's like, oh, why would I want to watch this? And I was like, we were, uh, we were, aren't you sick of seeing the most successful things all the time? Don't you want to see yeah. a bit of the chaos, a bit of the yeah. carnage, how it plays out? Hundred um, percent. We're talking about so obviously the metaverse is getting announced with VR mm. and how that sort of translates into um, NRL. But I was talking to a guy one time. I was like, oh, it'd be cool if like say like I'm a Roosters fan now, just jump ship. And then say, <laughs> say say the boys get up and they win, but you're at home watching the TVs, then you can pay like a $20 subscription, like mm. Apple Pay. Say you've got the set of glasses and you jump into the metaverse. Um, there's a guy who takes you into the sheds with the boys. So you've just won. You've had a few beers. All right, this next 20 minutes is going to be all time. Yep. You sit there, you get here. Um, Robo talk about the speech. You hit the button. You pay on your Apple Pay. You dunk into the metaverse. And there's a guy in there with the glasses on that can see everything that you see. So you walk in. You're sitting next. And there's Jared there. Next to you, there's Teddy. Boys are dapping each other up. you got bears going about. They sing the team song. But what the thing is with the NRL, they'd have to know that, all right, this is the metaverse room and then this is the locker room because you, you don't want boys rocking around with their cocks hanging out. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. they'll go in, keep a PC here, um, give people an experience. And then instead of like, like you got five thousand people at a Roosters game, but now you, you got five thousand people at the Beach Road fucking hotel, and they've got meta, like you know something like that. Yeah. That'd be sick. Then you get the pr- real access to to the team, and you get to see it all out. And you're clipping a ticket twenty bucks at a time. You better make some fuckload more money as the NRL. I mean, I, I, I look at it now, and even my girlfriend, she, she's a South Sydney fan. She'll watch the game. She won't talk about it during the week. She'll listen to me dribble, but. Mm. As soon as Rabbitohs put up their team song, she will never miss that content. She will be there and thereabouts. If you, like what you just said, that opportunity to be in that realm, it, it is, it's just priceless, isn't it's, it? It's, it's cool on like live. Imagine fucking... Well, like I, 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 I imagine also for, for, for someone like me and all of our listeners, compared to you, you've been there, you've lived it. It's the best part of footy. Oh, well, that, yeah. as I can imagine. But for, for the general people to be able to get in there would just be... Mm. Incredible! Mm. It's and you, you see it like sponsors and that come in, and all just trying to be around the yeah. outside of it as well. But imagine just being there, and like looks like fucking Jerome Luai is like right there, and he's just going bang, bang, bang. You'll be like shit. And that's the best part of footy: winning a game with the boys and drinking a beer and some oak. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. Um, oh, actually, I got. Can I tell you a story? Yeah, a funny sure. story. So, like, um, I was at Penrith one time, and um, we we just won. So I used to take notos before a game and like yeah. Red Bull to get me up. Um, caffeine so we had a really good win and I come back in I've had oak I've had beer and then the boys are going oh, let's go for a beer at the Leagues Club I was like yeah cool so I walk over fucking guts start turning like fuck I'm in trouble here and then like oh, we were in full kit as well so like you know when you're going to the toilet you don't want to look like you're going to the toilet <laughs> <laughs> so, so like I was at the Leagues Club and we are out the back and the toilet's like a bit of a hike so I was like oh yeah cool started walking up people saying hello shit like that Doing the half jogs, I thought I was going to shit myself. So I roll into the toilet, bro, and I turn right to the very first um, toilet cubicle. Yeah. Um, I think it's even like, and I just walked in, quickly closed the door, like just made it. And then honestly about a minute later, this dude comes stumbling in. And because I hadn't put the lock in properly like that, he just smashed the door open, bro, and he just spewed up. And I'm sitting on there, like he spewed up, and then got his hand on to catch it, oh, fuck and like, and and then some of it dripped, some of it dripped down. <laughs> well, I fucking almost shit my pants, bro. I'm just sitting there, and he goes, get, oh, shit, "Good win." <laughs> I, I think I'd rather shit myself than get vomited on. To be perfectly honest with you, I fucking yeah, every day of the week. That's yeah, I was straight home anyway after that. <laughs> good win, boys. I'm off. Oh, mate, let's talk. Uh, 
Brendan Smith, one of the best footballers in our game. I'm sure there will be more players to come. Do you centralise it to only players? Could you jump out into musicians, artists? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, I don't have the clear answer for that. Yeah, obviously, like I just come up with this two weeks ago, so mm. it's kind of. And then everyone's been back in the office. I've kind of been buried in work, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like I sort of leaked. Uh, I've said the next guy that wants to jump on, if we can nail this, will be fucking massive. Um, and then what? It'd probably be bigger than cheese. Which is a little hint, but sports uh, star, sports. Yeah, okay. Can you give me a sport. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Thought I'd try for a second time. <laughs> All right, t- t- tell me this: it's twenty twenty four. You've got cheese signed. Three other guys from the NRL. Who would they be? Who's your uh, wish list? KP. Well, KP and Connor as a package. Uh, yeah, like the two five seven. I think yep. that's a really interesting thing. Like I, I could. Like, this sounds cocky as, but I could go to them and I go, guys. I'm pretty confident I can quadruple your revenues two five seven as a clothing brand mm. easily. Like this year. Oh, well, even from the outside looking in, from I feel like they're scratching the surface with two five oh, seven. Yeah, are, I literally like. Yeah. I reckon I could do it in a couple of months, to be honest. Yeah. Like, um, so I could package up a deal with that. Um, I think Reese Walsh is quite interesting. Mm. Uh, obviously, really good looking guy. Um, Warriors is a bit of an untapped market as well. Very marketable. Who's in? I don't know. I'd, I'd even go like, say like a Mark Nichols guy. Just just a knockabout. That could be. I remember Latsy was kind of like that yeah. cult figure yep. just for the for the average bloke. Um, I think guys like that are really important for us because I was I was average football player. Scope was like I know he played in GS, but we sort of see ourselves as locker guy, locker room yep. guys. So. I think it's not always about market marketability, but um, just like characters is really important. Even with scope, like I, I look at him now, and for me, he's heaps more famous than when he was playing. Yep. Um, obviously, no one tapped into that realm whilst he tapped into that character whilst he was playing. Like if they would have, it could have been anything. Yeah, not yeah. wrong time though. Wrong yeah. time and wrong club. Like they're yeah. like manly. They're like fuck, Cameron's get the fuck away. So ideally, for you to make the very best out of your Brandon Smith deal, where do you want to see him sign? Um, I love to see him at Roosters, to be yep. honest. Like I think um, I know there's a lot of North Queensland team. Oh, like like Townsville's. I wouldn't be going up there yep. if I was him. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying this. So I'm just. These are just my own thoughts. Like someone like Valentine Holmes is quite marketable guy. He just I just don't watch. You don't. Yeah. I just don't watch Cowboys football. Um. Yeah, I'd say Roosters, one, because he'd be closer to me and then he could come to the content yep. from a very selfish standpoint. Off the back of that, I think when you come from a Melbourne Storm, you, you don't you don't want to go to a shit coach. I don't, I don't think they have that. I know he's a smart guy when you're trying to move business-wise as well. So you've got Mark Boris there. You've got um, Nick Politis there as well. So I think guys are starting to move like that instead of – like I used to talk to Roosters guys, other, but what's Mark Boris like? They're like, oh, he's a good guy. Like surely hang out with him for the day. Um, I think the Connor move was really smart on Connor's behalf oh, as well. Because yeah. he's starting to move and he's a bit closer as well. So I'd, I'd like to see the Roosters. Like I know Bulldogs will probably throw a lot of money at him as well, but you want to be winning. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't winning know matters. That, I don't know if that's guaranteed straight yeah. off the bat. I found it interesting. Oh, I had Mark on my podcast about a year ago and same thing to him. You know, how and like just, just from talking to him about players, I could tell that he hadn't spent a heap of time with them and it sort of surprised me. And I spoke to him after the book. I said, oh, how much time are these guys spending with you? And it surprised me how many of them are taking advantage of that. Yeah, 100%. And I, bro, I, I reference this meeting a lot. Like I bumped into Trent Robinson. There's yep. me and Aaron Smith and we were walking to Bondi to Bronny one time and um, he gave us like an hour of his time. Like he just wanted to talk about the All Blacks and stuff like that. I think I think if Robbo gets you in a room and he starts talking the same way Nico Hines was talking about 
Craig Fitzgibbon. Like Craig Fitzgibbon is just basically the understudy of Trent mm. Robinson. So if you can land a big fish like fucking Nico Hines straight off the bat, imagine when you sit in a room, Robbo's there and Nick Pilatus is there, man. It'd be hard to turn down. Get to live in fucking Bondi. Yeah. Be, be handy. It'd be right. Yeah. You could do worse. Um, I, I thought Nico, from what I saw the content, I he th- looked like an incredibly impressive character. Yeah, yeah. Impressive. Um, I think he wants to start a podcast underneath us as well, Mental Health. So we'll facilitate that as well. Uh, I won't be so much like a brand deal with cheese and stuff, but if he wants to, like, sort of like other Hello Sports boys, just rock up and do yep. dinner and stuff, he can do that with us for sure. So I don't know. A few things are coming together. I like the Roosters uniform, eh? Yeah, it just it it looks successful. Yeah. Eh? It looks successful. Yeah, and it, it's clean and it, it never changes dramatically. They're mm. never trying to reinvent themselves. They are who they are, they own it. Like, you can go back and watch, you know, those teams in the early 2000s. You go back and watch the 1975. It's the same V. It's. Anzac Day NFT for cheese. Oh, mate, well, yeah, <laughs> fuck if he ends up at the Roosters. The, the only thing I was thinking with him as far as he's the full calendar is he doesn't play State of Origin, obviously. I know this is something that we've spoken about. Yeah. I mean, if something was to happen over the next few years where they did open the gates for a guy like Brandon Smith to play Origin, fuck, that'd be unreal for you. Mm. Oh, Origins, like, who's who's marketing the best out of all the Origin players right now? I just don't know. Yeah, Fair. But, but it's still like, it, it, it's the most eyes. It's the content that I'm the most excited for anyway, just because the NRL or the players maybe aren't marketing as best as they could. I, like, I still reckon it's, a, it's an opportunity that you guys could do anything with. Oh, geez, let's go put some Queensland gear on and go watch a game. Would you rather Would you rather Brandon Smith be able to play Origin from a content viewpoint or just be here for a companion for Origin? Um, obviously, you'd love him to play. Like, yep. like you said, it's the mecca of, of everything that we do in rugby league. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't see it as big of an issue. To yeah. be honest, like like we said, our big thing is Monday to Fridays. Watch cheesy yeah. eating after a game. That's what I want to know. The last thing, as far as Adidas Nike goes, they all provide boots for these guys. You guys obviously don't have a boot. I know that you're going to provide an allowance for them. Nah, he gets buy. boots. He gets boots from like most NRL players can get either Nike, Adidas, or Puma boots as it is. Right, free. So, okay, so so lo- long term though, are you planning on a YKTR? Nah, nah. so well, I've looked into it for yeah. a while. It's just like it's just a messy setup, and you, even shoes, man, it's so hard to set up shoes. That's why people like, you can start a t-shirt company out of nowhere. Yeah, but like you don't see too many people starting up shoes, and the cost of them to make, and then the amount that you have to make. I don't know. It's just not something that I'm super interested in as well. And I'm still a Nike fan, man. Like I bought Nike boots a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. I'm like, fuck, these are sick. Like the branding's <laughs> cool, and I know we're gonna like we tailor ourselves saying like, oh, we're gonna go up against these guys. And I feel like we can facilitate better deals for the individuals that are underneath us. But like Nike Nets is still sick. Like yeah. I'd be so fucking ignorant to say here, go, we're going to be better than them. But <laughs> they're still mad. Like I still love them both. So um, I'll, I'll say some things over podcasts over time that'll try and stir the pot, but that ain't going to fuck about us. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that has stood out to me that about how upfront you've been about you know, we're not – Adidas, we're not Nike. We're not. They're still the big dogs, but <laughs> we're not. Definitely have made a splash, mate. The last question from one of my followers: If you could sign one past NRL player to so steal, oh, I think I know who it's going to be. <laughs> but if you could, I'll, re- I'll, I'll rephrase it: If you could sign one past NRL player not named Andrew Johns, who would it be? Oh, hashtag doozy. By the way, what fan of yours, obviously. Yeah, who would you sign? I just like you know we've moved to social media and it's yep. just kind of like it's a different world now. But yeah, obviously Joey would have been a bit of a giggle. Joey would have, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think Joey would have been your guy. I mean, I, I would have thought a guy like um, a Glenn Stewart, I reckon, would have been unreal the way that he sort of carried himself. Those manly boys, but they sort of kept themselves 
a little bit in tighter at the, uh, over there. Um, yeah, I don't know, bro. There's no one. It's that, hard. There's it's no a, one that really sticks out to me. This like, like Joey would have been the guy, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously easier now to pick guys because you've got social media. You can see what they do a lot of the time. Mm. You get to know the character a little bit more. Um, but back then, very different. When I hear some of the stories, obviously you've had um, uh, Brett Finch in the building before. I think he, he would have been a funny one, but he didn't have that top tier elite sort of category player. It's a hard question. I, I, I actually wasn't just, expecting you to ask me. I yeah. <laughs> thought you'd know, but... It's just a completely different time, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a... Benji? Yeah, Benji. Sorry, Benji would be the one. Benji? Yeah. Yeah, because you, you can clip highlights and turn them into NFTs as well. Yep. So, and then once you own that, like... And people, people get frustrated, not frustrated, they get confused by, like, Say if we'd done a cheese NFT today, you could screenshot it and go, look, I've got this NFT as well, but you don't own it. So mm. you don't, and people are like, oh, yeah, but it just looks the same. But yeah, but if that goes on and becomes worth $100,000 when he retires, like you don't get a clip of that. Like I get the yeah. clip of that. Yeah. And the exciting thing about NFTs, bro, you can get royalties off the back of it. So say say we launched a 100 NFT project with NFT with um, on NFTs, you can put like a 10% commission on it as well. So say um, mm. this is worth $100 and then it sells for $200, $200 or oh, $20 of that would go back to cheese. Yeah, okay, right. Where, so you look at like sports cards now. If yeah. you buy the sports card of Andrew Johns and it's the state of origin when he's running out the fucking silver thing and he's signed it and that becomes worth $10,000, the guy who owns the card gets that as well. Nothing goes back to Andrew Johns. So say that if it went to ten thousand dollars and your commission is ten percent, he'd get a thousand dollars of that. So it's royalties off the top of it as well. Yeah. So it sort of reminds me of the old conversation, which I'll be interested in your view. Jersey names and numbers on the back, like they do in the NFL, selling the actual jersey. So for example, a um, you know, a Cherry Evans seven. Yeah. It would get a clip of ten percent of every Cherry Evans seven that's yeah, sold. I where think you sort of sit on that stuff. I th- yeah, that's cool, and I like it. Um, but I'm kind of like I love when a team was just like one to thirteen and, and to yep. seventeen. You know, when they get the old twenty two coming in that prop, fuck, it's annoying. Um, but I think NFTs solve that problem. Solve it. Yeah. Okay. So instead of you yeah. is buying it with the seven on it, stuff like that, you get buy a Cherry Evans NFT when he plays two hundred fifty games at Brookie and they win forty nil. I think yeah. you, you make you make a lot more money because one yeah. you own a big, bigger percentage of it as well. Yeah, because it's your brand and your your IP. It might be just him running out on the thing and someone's turned it into an NFT. You yeah, go, hey so. guys, if you love Cherry Evans, here's the NFT going live now. You can cop it here. Bang, bang, bang. He gets eighty percent of it. The NRL get twenty percent. Just the way it's going to be. I hope so. If someone's fucking smart enough up there. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me, give me on the board. Uh, well, it must be scary for some of those blokes sitting at the top of the NRL. I mean, they, they hate change at the mm. best of times. But um, we, 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 we got to be on the forefront of it because yeah. I think we've got the most social media dominant sport here in Australia. Like, as Taylor, we got characters, our sports, like ten meters apart, so you have to run up and smash someone, and yeah. it's just exciting, bro. There's always something going on. Plus, we've got the drama outside of it as well. There's that entertainment value on it constantly, constantly. Yeah. There's someone's always fucking up. It's just a part of our identity. I just that owning it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just interesting. Yeah. And like most people that watch, I'm generalizing here, but a lot of people that watch football knock about guys that love a yep. bear, talk shit with your mates, watch the footy, get around it. Fucking mad. Yep. Not everyone's PC and all that sort of stuff. And I know they try and lean towards that way and they should and you shouldn't be saying stupid things about race and politics and all that sort of stuff as well. But most guys are just a knock about bloke with a mullet hanging out the back of his head at the moment, drinking beers, going, fuck how good is this? 
after a long week work, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's so, uh, sitting at the new market at six o'clock, having a quick slap, watch the footy, snitty, home. That's, that's our market. And you won't find one of those guys that doesn't like Brandon Smith. Yeah, 100%. He's everyone's guy. 100%. Mate, uh, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Congratulations. Obviously on everything but the last few weeks. I imagine it must be a pinch yourself sort of moment when you look back. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. A few years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't been that excited. Like, I obviously do a lot of things, but I haven't been that excited in a, in a long time. Yeah. When I'm like, fire, my stomach felt weird doing it. Um, it was cool. So, got to execute now. Let's talk pretty up front and next minute doing nothing. So, got to execute. That's the next thing. It's a needle mover. Yep, hope so. Exciting times, brother. Congratulations, mate. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 